are tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no holds barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodrance for our Black and White Sports. If you're new to the channel, make sure you hit subscribe. And as always, thank you guys and gals for watching. We have been saying this was coming, and now there are numbers to back this up. Clay Travis has been saying it for years, but something is very wrong over at ESPN. We know what it is. ESPN has dived headfirst into politics, and even worse for ESPN, their parent company, Disney, well, they're doing backflips over into political and woke ideologies. And people are bailing out of Disney Plus at record speed as well. By the way, these are packages. Some of them, you know, if you subscribe to Disney Plus, a lot of people will get ESPN Plus and Hulu all in a package together now. Well, you get one pissed off customer, boom. You've lost business from three different entities. And a lot of it is... You know, the other day I did a video where uh, ESPN reported that broke down all of the uh, shadiness and the, um, you know, the tentacles, the roots of the NBA in China. It shouldn't be surprising when ESPN does a, a story like that. You would expect it from a journalistic sports entity. Well, they don't do stories like that. That's why it was a surprise, and that's why they have a problem. They're in bed with the wrong people. ESPN, this is OutKick and Clay Travis. ESPN lost 8 million subscribers in 2021. 10% of its overall subscriber base. Last year, ESPN lost 8 million cable and satellite subscribers finishing 2021 with around 75 million total subscribers. That 8 million subscriber loss is an average of nearly 22,000 people a day, represented 10% of ESPN's overall subscriber base, and accelerated decline from over 100 million subscribers just over a decade ago. Wow. So they've lost 25 million subscribers in a decade. The loss of those 8 million subscribers will cost the network roughly a billion dollars a year in reoccurring revenue across all ESPN network properties. The number, which was released by the company itself just before Thanksgiving in late November of last year, escaped most major media attention. Despite representing the largest yearly subscriber loss in ESPN history, I flagged it back then to write about it, but waited until now because I was intrigued to compare it, compare the interplay between ESPN's linear cable in ESPN Plus, the streaming service, it also launched. ESPN is claiming will save the company. I will get to the streaming service in a moment, but I've been writing about ESPN's major cord-cutting issues for years. In fact, in 2016, six full years ago, I forecasted that ESPN would finish 2021 with 75 million subs. At the time, I made a forecast almost no one in the sports media believed Court cutting was going to be a threat to ESPN's future business. Six years later, if anything, ESPN's future as a standalone cable entity is even more dire. Even most still haven't realized it. Why? Because streaming isn't going to save ESPN's business either, no matter how much bragging to the contrary the company execs do. 
Let me explain basic math here and show you the problems that are destined to arise for ESPN in the future. First, let's start with ESPN's basic business. ESPN charges every ESPN subscriber around $10 a month in 2022 for cable and satellite subscription across all ESPN cable properties with the lion's share of the cost coming from ESPN itself. That's right. When you go to get satellite or cable, one of the reasons, a big damn reason, that your bill is so high is ESPN alone. Alone. I've seen estimates before where if you get a $100 bill, $17 or $18, $20, $23 a month is ESPN and its family of networks. Think about how many channels you got and realize 20% of your bill is wrapped up in three channels or four channels. I mean, it's crazy. It's absolutely nuts. That $10 per month multiplied by 12 means each and every single one of you reading this right now who has an ESPN subscription is paying the company roughly $120 a year. ESPN also gets money for ESPN2, ESPNU, and the SEC Network. But these are comparatively small ventures with much less revenue being produced than ESPN. Remember, only a fraction of cable and satellite subscribers even watch ESPN. So honestly, the cable bundle is a great deal for sports fans because ESPN is by far the most expensive cable and satellite channel out there. Is using all the money they take off non-sports fans to buy up sports rights without charging all sports fans full freight to support these games. If cord cutting hadn't happened, then ESPN would still have 100 million subscribers and they would have done $12 billion in revenue in 2021. But cord cutting has happened in a big way and ESPN will do roughly $9 billion in cable and satellite revenue. And the $9 billion is heading down in a big way. How low will it go? We don't know. There are some consistency of sports helping to set a floor in the number of cable and satellite households out there and the consensus appears to be around 50 million subscribers as the floor. Assuming that's right, in the space of about 20 years, ESPN's business will be cut in half from 100 million cable and satellite subscribers to 50. That is what is to be projected. 12 billion a year business will become a $6 billion a year business. And again, that's con assuming the consensus is correct and the subscriber floor is truly 50 million. What's important is ESPN would be losing money, money hand over fist if this consensus view occurs. Because as ESPN's revenue declines, the amount it can afford to pay for sports rights, at least if profitability is the goal, will decline substantially too, meaning the only reason people subscribe to ESPN for the games would be a less of a value proposition. Yeah. And that's where we'll kind of lay off. You can go over and check the rest of the article out at OutKick. But you got to remember, in my opinion, people only subscribe to ESPN now for the actual live sporting event. And one of the things I've, I've, I've said, I've actually called out, and I'm not dogging out Dana White. I understand why he initially did it as a business model because it's been several years ago. But... What happens if ESPN Plus loses UFC? 
You know, if they lose UFC, which I believe the ideals and ideologies of UFC doesn't line up with the ideals and ideologies of ESPN any longer, okay? In fact, I would contend that that UFC has lost some fans or can't reach some fans because you got a lot of fans out there that would love to support UFC that simply is not paying for ESPN+. Plus. They are not giving their money to Disney or ESPN, period. Okay? Now, the other thing is, if it wasn't for the NFL, if it wasn't for the NBA, ESPN would be in some real trouble here. Uh, because, look, the ratings have plummeted on what used to be must-see shows. First take, uh, pardon, pardon the interruption, that was their number one show. Not Non-live sports show was, pardon the interruption, NFL Live has plummeted. All these shows, Mike and Mike's no longer around, Colin Cowherd's no longer around. When it comes to their original programming, what is there to watch of value that is not going to get some bullshit political ideology pushed in your face? There's nothing. There's nothing. The only thing they have left to appeal to are leftists that want to hear the, a sports entity talk about politics. I mean, Stephen A. Smith can say, well, they've got clear, clear rules about speaking out about political issues. Really? Because you seem to blow right through them all the time. I mean, come on. I saw that interview with Dan Lebitard and Stephen A. Smith. I mean, come on. I mean, that's what's so weird about them having kicked out Dan Lebitard because he seems perfect for their where they're at from an ideological standpoint. It's weird. You would have thought they would have propped Dan Lebitard up at this point. Uh, but he wanted, he didn't want to talk sports. All right. So uh, tell me what you think, black and white sports fans. Look, this is a perfect example of why a channel like this went from, what, 300 subs August of 2020 to 147,000. Sports Wars, over 100,000. Outkick, well over 100,000. On YouTube, people are looking for alternative, truthful sports reporting. I mean, plain and simple. Um, that's a thing, and they're looking for it in all avenues. Entertainment, politics, they want the layers peeled back. They want honesty. You know, and look, you can't you can't alienate such a large part of your audience and expect to keep business. You can't do that. Tell me what you think, black and white sports fans. Peace. I'm out till next time. Black and white network supporters, make sure you check out the black and white network merchandise store. Link in the description. Use promo code USA First, all one word. USA First, all one word. 25% off now. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports.